Carly Stephan to make a one-off and Janet return this Christmas. Hollyoaks back for 2011 and E4 special and a new character is unveiled. I'll be discussing this as well as all of the goings on this week in the village and much more, so stay tuned. Hi and welcome to the new edition of the Hollyoaks Chronicles podcast. Once again, I'm your host Jonathan. I'll start today's show just with a little thought that I was having that looking back over the past few months of Hollyoaks, especially the past couple of weeks, it definitely feels like it's back to a 2008 sort of standard. This is based on the way there's some integration back in the village, it actually feels like these characters know each other. The past few weeks we've had, or months, we've had characters sort of who've been in the village nearly a year, not even know some of the residents. Also, just with the editing choices and just the strong performances and storylines, it really feels like a top-notch show again. And new series producer Emma Smithwick is really doing a great job. Now I'll go into discussing some of the news topics I am this week. I guess we'll kick off this show by discussing some of the news topics from the week. We'll start with the news that Carly Stenson is going to make a one-off return to the show this Christmas in an episode due to Aaron Boxing Day. And Carly, who played the character of Steph for 10 years of the show, left last year in the rather dramatic sense by dying in the fire at Ilnosh. And also, she's had quite a successful year away from the show on stage and the, like, the show Legally Blonde. It would be great to see Carly back in this role as she played it for 10 years and me as a guest for a lot of others also felt that they grew up with this character. Her returns looks like it's going to take a sort of It's a Wonderful Life sort of spoof with the character of Doug feeling sort of alone and lost mostly after the sort of murder from the likes of Silas of his love girlfriend Bex, played by Daisy Turner. He then sort of wakes up and gets a ghostly or angelic sort of visit from Steph who sort of takes someone a look through sort of the actual positive impact he's had on the village over the past year and shows what life could have been like if he hadn't actually been there. Although I do like this idea and I like this storyline character of Doug in particular, played by PJ Brennan, has really become a valuable member of the cast this year, although his initial stint for a week or so back in 2010 didn't give much. His return was and has been a success, in my opinion. Um, also, my view of this is I find it a little weird that the character of Steph is going to me as I actually don't think these characters actually interacted during the time when they were both on the show as Carly and character Steph already left the canvas before Doug returned. So I guess we'll see how this turns out and we'll review it in a future podcast. And I'll give a bit more information on the Hollyoaks E4 special which is going to look back over the past year of 2011 give a sort of idea of what has been the best and sort of idea of the 
cast and crew and the fans opinion of the show in the past year. I find this an actual good idea as I've said earlier that this year and last few months the show has really got back on form and we're finally sort of seeing the show back in a look and feel what we used to love about it after some sort of turbulent couple of years with all the regime changes with the producers and their sort of conflicting visions of what the show would actually become. The show is going to air on Friday, December 23rd in the 9pm slot on E4 and will be hosted by a new TV correspondent for Channel 4's T4, Will Best, who's also no strength to Hollyoaks as he his first assignment for the channel and the show was to interview the new sixth form students for T-Force in an interview which can be viewed on the podcast's blog. It'll also be presented by former and recent Hollyoaks Exeter Alex Carter, played Lee Hunter. As I've said already, the show's going to give a chance for cast and crew to give their thoughts on the show and what their favourite parts of the past year were. But Hollyoaks are also giving the fans a chance to have their say by voting in a poll on the official website for who they think this year's Hollyoaks hero is, who the villain of the year is, and what their OMG moment 2011 was. I'll now go through the nominees for these fan poll voted categories for the special show and that of Hollyoaks Hero 2011 are Lindsay, played by Karen Hassan, Jason, played by Victoria Atkin, <laughs> quite a funny one here, that of Terry the Dog, the much lovable pet of Jackie McQueen, who is also a nominee, played by Claire Cooper, and that of fairly new resident in the village, that of student Scott Sebecker, played by Calvin Denver. Also that of Bart, or Bartholomew McQueen, played by Johnny Clark. That of Reese Ashworth, played by sixth year member of the show now, Andrew Moss. That of Brendan Brady, played by Emmett Scanman. Riley Costello, played by Rob Norbury. And finally, Doug, played by PJ Brennan. The nomination for Most Villainous Villain of 2011 are the farmer with a shotgun, who was the farmer who held Bart and Jason at gunpoint back in the summer, Brendan Brady, Kyle Ryder, Gaz, Kathleen McQueen, Carl Costello, Warren Fox, Gilly, Ethan, and of course Silas Blissett. The nominations for the OMG moment of the year, based on what fans thought was standout moments, are when Silas, Silas kidnapped Mercedes after a wedding and her big confession, Teresa's elevator plunge after kidnapped by Kyle, Bart's stage declared of love for Sinead at the Wretch 3-2 invasion episode, the moment in Hollyoaks later, when Silas kills Ray. Bart and Jason's kiss in the abandoned farmhouse. 
when Brendan declared his love for Steve, Gilly's final confession that he actually did rape Jackie, the moment when Stylus accidentally killed Heidi, the actual small short film, a little film about love by Jason Costello, as I've already said, Mercedes' big wedding confession of her affair with Carl, and the moment when Lindsay smashed the urn containing the ashes of Silas's dead wife, leading to them finding Mercedes. Hollyoaks fans have until 7pm on the 9th of December, that's Friday, to actually get the votes in, and the results, as I've said, to be announced in Hollyoaks Best Bits 2011, which will air on Friday the 23rd of December at 9pm E4. It's definitely not one to miss. And briefly, Hollyoaks announced the arrival of a new character who's due to hit screens this December, played by Montana Manning, and that's the role of new first-year dance student Jodie Wilde. We don't know much about this character at the moment, but what we have heard, she's going to catch the eye of Doug and Dodger, but has a right on someone else, and all that will be revealed in the lead up to New Year. That's the end of this week's news review, and I'm now going to give my overview of the past week of Hollyoaks. That's the week of the 28th of November to 2nd of December 2011. Now I'm just going to give an overview of the past week by going through each episode and going through what the main storylines of those episodes were and just give some discussion and my sort of opinion of these. I'll do this by just taking each day at a time. So Monday we saw the continuation and the aftermath of Joel telling Warren that he's his son and have Mitzi going through through giving her opinions to Warren what he should do with this. We also have all the drama with the Costellos, with Carl asking Jason to move to America with him and know the aftermath of that. We have the general stuff of the students, with basically exploring the dynamics of the relationship of Annalise and Rob. We also have the sort of side storyline of the new on-screen band and real life conjunction of the Daytona Lights and having Michaela in the band and what comedy that comes with that. And we have the big ending from the episode where Riley asks Mercedes to take a paternity test to see who her baby's father actually is. Overall I'll say this was a pretty good episode. I really enjoyed all the stuff of wine. I'm liking that this really given Jamie Lomas a new sort of area to take the character into along with his sort of stereotypical Warren-esque stuff of Brendan. It's just a shame that it's coming when Jamie's set to leave the show. I do really like seeing this side of Warren because since he's been back in the past year we've only seen glimpses of it with his relationship with Teresa who I think he sees as a sort of substitute sister after the sort of breakdown of his relationship with his sister Katie back in 2008 and we don't really hear him mention much of his adoptive sort of foster brother Spencer and although Warren is sort of 
acting against it in this episode from actually seeing one over the years you sort of get the sense that this is something that he does want he just feels that maybe he's never going to be good at it because the sort of person he is and who he's become another aspect that I've liked that this is more is that although their relationship is sort of broken now we still get to see scenes of Warren and Mitzi because I think Rachel Shenton and Jamie Lamas really went well together and these scenes are always a treat to watch the other storyline in this episode that I am really liking is that of the Costellos, who I've never really been a fan of, but recently I have really been liking the dynamic of the family. It's a shame it's come when the family's basically broken since the murder of Heidi and the impending exit of Jason. Also, I like this because it's given Seth a new sort of angle, although he could sort of be acting and seem to be acting like a bit of a brat. I actually like seeing his sort of conflict with his feelings for Carl and how this sort of impacts on his feelings for Jason as he keeps sticking up for Carl and after everything that he's done to Riley sort of understand Seth's attitude. As I've mentioned the other storylines in this episode were that of the students and Robin Alice's relationship and sort of Scott's sort of feelings for Annalise and also that of the Daytona Lights comedy angle with Michaela's terrible singing, I might add, although Holly J. Bowes is actually a good singer. But I don't but I don't feel these actually need much sort of discussion as they are sort of filler sort of storylines to me within this episode anyway. So the final thing in relation to the storylines we discussed was say the beginning of the episode with Riley finally doing what we've all probably been shot on the TV for them to do is by asking Mercedes to take a paternity test to see whether he is the father of the baby or whether it's actually Carl. It's sort of just like a side point really, but I think quite a few people picked up on this and what I've read on message boards and seen on Twitter was just one of the strange editing choices in this episode, mostly that within the park with the sort of dissolved fade between Teresa and Joel sitting on the bench to leading into the fade into Bar and Jason sitting on the bench. This, although sort of may have felt like a good thing to do in the actual finished product, it was a bit jarring and I really didn't understand what the point of it was because it didn't really add anything extra. On the whole, this was quite a good episode and I think I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10 rating. So, Tuesday storyline saw the actual paternity tests being done on Mercedes' baby to see whether Riley or Carl's father. We had Warren and Joel still struggling whether Joel actually is Warren's son or not and this leading to both Mitzi and Teresa trying to get through to Warren that he actually should try and find out and Mitzi actually gives Joel the idea that maybe he shouldn't really waste his time with it but this actually leads to Warren wanting to take the paternity test. We also have the continuation of the conflict to whether Seth and Jason should go with Carl to California and we also have once again a couple of filler storylines for the students with the impending sort of love triangle sort of storyline with Annalise, Rob and Scott and we also have some other quite obnoxious scenes. We had scenes with Will 
having sort of conflicting ideas of Teresa helping Joel and we once again had the Daytona Lights trying to boot Michaela out of the band. Once again in relation to the storylines in this I really enjoyed the Costello storyline and the scene that sticks out for me the most was when everyone was in the living room area and you had Warren and Mitzi having their sort of conversation and Riley and Mercedes having their conflict over the baby and Jason and Seth continue their conflict over the LA move and I felt this is just a really great scene and the way it was all edited together it worked really well and just showing the general dynamic of this family unit and everything that's going on at the moment it sort of also had a significant moment just Mercedes telling Riley that the family is sort of breaking apart in front of him which led to the though sweet rather sort of contrived tree moment at the end of the episode with Seth, Riley and Jason saying they're all three brothers I just, it was a sweet scene but I just didn't really feel it when it was on the Warren and Joe storyline was also quite a highlight of the episode as we got to see some more Warren and Teresa scenes and I really enjoyed their sort of brother and sister relationship and although Teresa sometimes can be a bit forward in her sort of comments I do like how she's sort of helping Joel through this although one of the questionable parts of the episode is her saying that if I ever met my dad and I thought she actually did meet her dad back early in the year when she found out that Jackie and Mercedes' father was her father so although I know she doesn't know him the sort of phrasing of that scene was a bit strange this the standout scene for this episode there was tiny has to be the mint scene just with Joel put ticking something back on Warren by offering a mint and their sort of copycat sort of motion with it and just Mitzi's look at the end of the scene just said it all really I am really liking this year's student sort of intake for the HEC characters as I feel over the past couple of years the sort of quality of characters has been a bit lapsed in comparison to those that started in 06 the likes of Chris, Zoe, Will, Jess and Zach and those characters but I have been liking them as don't really feel these stereotypical characters um storylines what like Robin sort of his sort of chauvinistic attitude especially in trying to get Scott sort of to follow his sort of move although I'm liking sort of the conflicting and forbidden sort of relationship of Scott and Annalise. In relation to the students one who I'm feeling a bit sort of conflicted with his will because we were brought to believe he was this sort of nice and sort of caring member of the Savage family but lately he's been acting quite full of himself and a bit arrogant especially towards Teresa I just don't understand this drastic sort of character change since Will started at college. As a side note sort of to this episode I thought I'd mention the opening montage sequences these are always interesting and I really enjoyed this one with the use of the song by Star Sailors that of Wait Fall because I thought it really worked with the scenes and the construction of it just worked really well.
overall I would still give this episode a rating of 7.5 out of 10. On Wednesday, the main storylines were Jason deciding that he's going to LA with Carl and him saying goodbye to his friends, mostly Bart. We also had the continuation of Warren and Joel's conflict and also that of people sort of finding out that Warren may have a son. We had also a continuation of the students and the Rob and Elise Scott triangle and just an overall sort of Annalise sort of attitude which led to a confrontation between her and Ash. Overall I did really enjoy this episode. We had a lot of sort of character developments and uh, some good plot points. In relation to the Jason's goodbye, I did like this scene although it sort of in a way went against I would say just with Jason's sort of attitude with Bart. I know he wants to move on but just the whole thing about never wanting to see or visit him again this felt a little off-putting but you sort of understand it within the context of where Jason's character's been I still don't understand how not seeing your friends or those who knew you before you actually went a mood I wanted to just live as a boy and not have anyone know who you are what you were as you would put it and as Jason did put it but overall this were nice scenes and it's nice to sort of start to see an impression of those early scenes with Bart and Jason or Jasmine at this time because I feel that John and Victoria will really work well together. Also with the Warren storyline, the scenes that really stood out for me in this one was the one-on-one -on -one sort of conversation with him and Mitzi where she kept bringing up Louise and this is something that she does keep doing and I do like this angle because this was a big conflict for Warren and it was sort of a time where again although he did kill Louise as we have been brought to understand he did I felt he still didn't do it completely in cold blood and lately in this recent sort of incarnation stint with Warren we sort of had him sort of look out to really be a cold-blooded killer sort of gangster villain as before we all sort of saw that he used to just lash out at times when he felt threatened or pushed although he could be sort of really violent or sort of overpowering the likes of Claire and Justin he still had a conscience which also made him quite an endearing character and although we've seen this at points this time round, it hasn't really been there that much. What I felt worked this scene was just Rachel's performance and just one real conflict why she does keep bringing up Louise. And this adds a whole new layer to this couple's sort of relationship and just also adds in depth to a, a scene later on where... Warren lashes out at Cheryl but and you have Joel sort of witnessing this and saying that even if Warren is his dad he's not his dad and this sort of adds a new thing for Warren because Mitzi pointed out he's killed his unborn child and this is sort of could have an impact on where Warren's sort of life could go from here. It wasn't my favourite part of the episode but I did really like the students part with 
started like with Barney doing his impersonation of Annalise, and I feel I don't really like the way they're treating her. I feel she is just a misunderstood character and shouldn't really be judged for not wanting to fall into the stereotypical student sort of attitudes and forms to everything. But the scene with her and Ash was quite funny with her saying that Ash is a slightish non-entity, which is quite a way of words. And I felt that Ash's compact, though a comeback more so, as I should say, was sort of out of order, although this scene was still an interesting one. On the whole, I felt this episode, although had some very similar storylines the past two days, added a little more, so I'll give this one overall a rating of 8 out of 10. On Thursday, which by far I would say is probably was my favourite episode of the week for multiple, several reasons, I would say, we had the big storyline of the paternity results, both for the Costellos and one Joel. We saw the exit of Jason and Carl, and we also had an anti-Annalise attitude from Annalise herself, which led to sort of a misunderstanding that Ash sort of saw, though in a way it was sort of a one-sided misunderstanding, because some of the things she did see with the scene with Ash, Annalise and Scott, where she saw that Annalise dancing fall into them. Yeah, otherwise, this isn't going well, is it? Um, yeah, just that Ash had a misunderstanding when she saw Annalise fall into Scott and then almost kiss, although this is sort of a relation to an angle Scott wants to go down. Annalise isn't willing to go there, but Ash does sort of misunderstand this, as we learn in the next episode. There was also just like the filler storyline of Michaela and Matt, and him having not told her that the Dayton Lights wanted her out of the band, and all that sort of stuff from that, but I would say probably the big part of the episode that everyone was sort of cheering on on Twitter and message boards was Brendan's long-awaited return to the village. In relation to the first paternity test that Mercedes find out whether Carla Riley's the father, I really liked these scenes because of that conflict and the inner conflict that Mercedes had because although she wanted Riley really to be five and was adamant he was the father, you can see how she did have that little bit of doubt in her mind. And overall, I thought it's great that Riley did end up being the father because although he says he will step up, this adds an extra sort of level of conflict to where his relationship with Mercedes could go. And although I don't want him to jump straight back into a relationship because I think that will sort of take away sort of the drama and the great performance that have come following Mercedes' confession, it is sort of great to see that there is this prospect in level two there can now they do have this connection that's actually been confirmed of the baby Bobby and the scene where they actually found out and read the paternity talk that saw say this had that big sort of over dramatic sort of gas which not over dramatic in a negative sense but just in the way that it really did see just that relief in her mind could you could sort of see she had that first bit of doubt that maybe Carl could be the father and just sort of Riley's reaction straight away not 
sort of reacting straight away just by walking away and actually having to go think about it. It just added more to that scene and I think it was a great angle to take this storyline, especially now with Carl leaving and having left the show. It gives those left behind with Rob and Jennifer some great material to come up later in the future, hopefully in the new year. And then obviously we had the second returning test of Warren and Joel, which came back positive as well, which I think adds a great level to it, because following the previous episode, Joel saw Warren lash out with Cheryl, he has this sort of conflict in mind, does he want it to be true, doesn't he want it to be true, and I think that adding this layer to Warren just gives him actually a whole new level to see maybe that softer side to him. And just the conflict of what he actually wants Joel to know about his life and whether he actually wants the, a long time relationship with him. And we sort of see that in Joel's part too because before they've read the results, he was with Teresa and we're seeing scenes of him wondering does he actually want to know who he is and whether Warren's his father or not, which also once again had some sort of obnoxious will scenes which. I'm sort of finding a bit off-putting and don't really think need much discussion, but the whole angle with the Warren and Joel story I am really enjoying, and with Jamie's upcoming exit as Warren, if we get to see a lot more of Joel's character, having this news and learning that he's Warren's son, it sort of gives us an angle of sort of character he could actually lead to becoming. As I said, we also had some of the filler sort of time with Michaela and Matt and the Daytona Lights. And we had the scenes of Annalise of acting sort of in a way she think a stereotypical student should act, which sort of were quite humorous scenes, like her in the bar when she should be in a lecture constantly saying, why does everyone keep telling me the time? Because this is just sort of a bit of a comic comeback in a sense of that happened recently with Barney's impersonation, Asher's sort of attitude towards her, but I also think it just adds an angle because of Rob, though in scenes away he does show he does care about her, he sort of does take for granted, which has been shown a lot, especially this week, and it was just a nice sort of break of seeing a fun side to least. but as I said, it did lead to the misunderstanding and sort of a rebuilding up towards this possible love triangle and just Asher's sort of opinion of what she actually sees when Annalise and Scott almost kiss. The biggest part of this episode for me that actually added a lot to it was the Jason Cole sort of goodbye scene because it was sort of a climax of a sort of year plus sort of storyline and we are sort of almost saying goodbye to the Costellos as actual family unit, although we have sort of Seth and Riley still behind and we have Mitzi, it sort of is a goodbye to that sort of staged family in Hollyoaks and just the scene, the scene Seth and Riley in a way go towards forgiving Carl and sort of trying to move on, it was a really nice scene, great performances from everyone involved and I just feel also the song was used during this scene which was 
that of keen sunshine just worked really well. The edit of this scene of everyone together and then Carl's sort of cliched look back at the pub and then the second sort of look back take when he saw Mercedes at the window. Just the way the scene was constructed and the performance, it just worked really well and it's definitely become a scene that I've watched on numerous occasions over the past couple of days since it aired. Although I have been critical definitely of the Costellos during their time in the village, I just felt they were overplayed in the early months of the one show. I felt Paul Mark sort of took them in a direction where they were sort of becoming sort of the centre of the show and I didn't really feel that. When we have like a 50 plus cast members show, why were we focusing so much on this family? I felt it was a sort of nice fitting goodbye to these characters and not too over the top and I felt where the storyline had gone it was more about this character development over a sort of over the top big dramatic storyline. After having sort of the aftermath of the Silas storyline with Heidi's death and Mercedes being held hostage I just feel like Stiles had had the drama beforehand that this exit was more about Carl and Jason started over and the prospects of where the family unit left behind could go. But as I've said, the big shouting at the screen cheering on scene was Brendan's turn, although it happened at the end of the episode. I did like the way this was edited and constructed because it was made to look like Seth and Jason and the Costello sort of exit with Carl and Jason going off in the taxi. We had a fade to black and we thought this could be going into the credits but then it came back with Warren opening the champagne bottle in a great sense then Brendan's big line fo champagne foxy shouldn't which was just the perfect line and Emmett delivered it brilliantly as always just sort of Warren sort of freezing when he heard Brendan's voice it was just an awesome great scene to end the episode on and taking us into this final stage of Warren's storyline and their feud as we lead up to Warren's exit. Overall this episode was a brilliant episode, the storyline strong, the acting performances were really strong and just the character developments that we went to and also just the overall feel episode based on the editing choices and the opening scene in particular the song Another One by Keen on a day like today and just the way this music was actually used it built up the emotion of the scenes and didn't overpower it as I felt for time Hollux was using too much music this was taken a bit away from the feel of the scenes but overall I would give this episode a 9 out of 10 as I just feel it was a really good strong episode as we went into the latter stage of the week and as I said it was my favourite. As we went into the Friday in the final episode of the week we had Riley and Mercedes trying to figure out where they're going now now that they know Riley's the father of the baby. We had more with the students but mostly we also had the renewal of the Brendan and Warren feud now that Brendan's returned to the village and we had Warren also trying to 
find this new point with Joel and find Ethan to blackmail him, I should say, actually, to actually help and get rid of Brendan as we lead into the final stages of this storyline, which, in a way, are, are not as dark as Warren's last exit, I feel, are stronger in the sense that it isn't Warren against everyone and it is just a general storm it's sort of taking a natural course of where the character's gone over the past year including aspects of the Warren we knew back during his original stint between 06 and 09 but I most I would say 06 and 08 09 I felt we went away from what Warren was and it went a bit too dark but that would be a time for me to discuss that in another podcast. Scenes that really start with this for me were the Riley Mercedes scenes although she is pushing sort of to get back together but she, I just feel like Riley saying that he wished she had died was about over the top but it's sort of showing this conflict that he's having with that love-hate sort of feelings for her after her portrayal and but everyone knows the opposite of love isn't so he isn't sort of acting different to her as we saw as the episode went on he's telling her that he does love her he just at the moment he can't actually trust her or comprehend the future with her but where he will sort of have a relationship with the baby and the scene I thought Mercedes had with Seth but also as I was sure I did like with the saying would it have been better she stayed quiet because I felt that Seth, although he has been an underused sort of character and sense of his own sort of proper storylines, I feel he is sort of a great character when it comes to these contemplative scenes. The Brendan scenes were also really good, with like when Cheryl saw that he was back, and just that scene late in the episode between Warren and Cheryl, as Brendan, although trying to stay strong, was saying that prison had had an effect on it. The Warren and Ethan sort of angle of the storyline also interesting although on a sideline a little comical on the sense that Warren's getting Ethan to help although we see Ethan is a detective he is sort of leaves much to be imagined with his actual attitudes towards the job but it is sort of leading to becoming a good storyline and Jamie and Emmett are always great in this scenes and I've loved this sort of feud Warren and Brendan because the different sort of complex layers to these characters just plays really well and I'm interested to see where it actually all leads to. On the sort of sign up we also had the student episode with Ash sort of continuing a conflict as she tell Bob what she saw with the moment between Annalise and Scott but she also sort of leads to her sort of giving a little quiz so I just feel she should sort of leave it alone she's not sort of on the sort of ends of Annalise and Rob's relationship to what Annalise feels although Rob sort of does sort of mistreat her not in a bad way but just the way he takes her for granted and just sort of expects her to act in a way in a way he's not willing always to follow with the same amount of courtesy but I am really liking where this sort of possible love triangle is going and I am really liking just the relationship with Fetcher as Scott and Alice. I feel he's the only one really within the student group that actually understands that. 
overall I'll give this episode a 9 and although that's the match scored Thursday's episode which I said was my favourite I feel it continued that strong feeling of the overall feel of the episode and deserved a 9 as I feel that both these episodes they were good there was those sort of side storylines which although I did enjoy didn't really add much to the episode so I didn't really feel that these episodes deserved anything above a 9 so overall it was a great week in Hollyoaks and as I said I'll give my average and overall the average score for this week is an 8.2 out of 10 that concludes the overview section of this Hollyoaks Chronicles podcast and I'll now go into give my form of the week section as I said I would and for me although this isn't a big character and it is based mostly on one small although I think significant scene from Wednesday's episode my performance of the week this week is Miles Hickson who I feel doesn't really get given the material that's helped his character develop he sort of is that character is sort of likes to be the good person and sort of give more contemplative angles to storylines I just feel the scene where he's finally got to tell Carl's feelings really stood out and Miles did a great job with this scene just and it just gave a great sort of inside look into Seth's sort of mindset and what he feels his family's become and finally being able to speak up I think really helped him and went towards that move and finally actually going towards forgiving Carl although he said he wouldn't forgive Carl even if Riley didn't and I think that's always gonna have that sort of complex sort of I would say connection with his father it was just a great standout scene for me from the week concludes this week's edition of the Hollyoaks Chronicles podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I have talked about Hollyoaks and I'll be here again hopefully next week or soon with my next one. Until then you can follow the blog at hollyoakschronicles.blogspot.com or you can email me, give me your thoughts and views on the show, what you might like to hear in the future at on TV genius05 at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter under the handle of tvgenius05 and until then bye for now